Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a super interesting topic that I think you'll be interested in. First, I'd yeah. like to welcome Joanne Westbrook. Hi, Val. How are you? Good. So right. glad to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, today's topic is uh, safeguarding relationships in dementia care, which is a really crucial topic. And Joanne is the perfect person to talk with about that. She has a wealth of knowledge. She's actually a a nursing home administrator, licensed, uh, mm-hmm. and you have 30 years of experience, coming up, coming up. 30 years of experience in <laughs> yes. that. And she's also a positive approach to care trainer, which mm-hmm. uh, some of you might have heard of Tipa Snow before. She's a, at this point, internationally renowned dementia care trainer with uh, very unique methods and insights and on how to offer the best possible care for somebody living with dementia. Joanne is uh, trained in all of those techniques as well. So, Excited. Yes, excited to <laughs> end. So, all right, safeguarding relationships, relationships right. in dementia care. That's a, That's a tough one. Yeah. And, and uh, the reason that we I'm focusing today really on a spouse because, you know, you have relationships with your children. You have relationships with siblings, with parents and grandparents. But that relationship that you have between your partner or your life partner or your husband or wife is is extremely unique. And, you know, it's kind of fun when you first meet that person. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, what we're talking about is um, are you do you both have the same things that you like or does one person like? a certain way and the other person likes another way. And it's kind of fun in the beginning. Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, something very interesting happens when you get brain health damages. Um, When the disease starts to take over, many, many things start happening. And what happens generally is that most of the time, whatever your relationship is with that person, It used to be okay, but now there's a personality change. So the person that you used to know and loved and cared for, maybe let's say, for instance, they used to be an introvert, and Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden they're an extrovert. Very different approaches now, and you're, you're a little bit perplexed over this. And you're kind of beginning to wonder how this is going to affect you and your relationship. Um, so think about it this way. You, the two of you have set up patterns. One of you does the books, mm-hmm. yes. somebody else is in charge of what, you know, cooking, cleaning, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yes. you have these wonderful roles that you've had all along and it's been great. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, all of that begins to change. So one of you is going to have to take over so many different responsibilities that you did not encounter before. That's now, tough. what does that do, Valerie? That is That would be really tough. Plus, I think if somebody, let's say my spouse had been handling all the finances for a long time, they're the ones who had a full handle on it. And, and 
Yeah. For me, it'd be completely new. Yeah. I'd have to figure out, you know, what's going on where and how do I do things? And then yeah, you have that in addition to, like you said, your partner's yeah. changing. Yeah. And, and, you know, you think about this um, because I'm not saying this is true for everybody, but mm-hmm. a lot of times when there's one person who does all the finances, we're talking about, you know, insurance, taxes, all the bills, wow. all of those things. Um, and they're very protective over it. And so may not really share with you where they have all the paperwork, how the process works, when the bills are due. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, in the early stages of dementia, they become very paranoid. And then we're really running into some other issues. Mm-hmm. So the personality is definitely going to be a little bit different, challenging. And you may find that they're very abrupt with you. Yes. So why this is important for you to know is because when the brain, this is not just about memory for sure. This is about different parts of the brain breaking down. So as soon as that starts happening, everything starts changing. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, as a caregiver, you have become extremely responsible for everything. And then I could imagine yeah. if the other person's been doing it for so long and then they feel like suddenly you doubt their abilities. Yes. So I, you know, oh, it's like, what do you mean I've been care? I've been doing this for yeah. the last 30 years. Right. So yeah. what are you talking I can, about? I can handle it. Yes. And that's when you begin to realize when you start looking at your books and there's something, you know, you've got a bill that didn't ever get paid and it's sitting on a desk three months. Mm. And, you know, maybe something gets cut off at the house because you didn't pay a bill. So that confrontation is all about how you need to rethink how you're going to talk with that person. And you know how I, you know how we talked about that before, how that personality can be really abrupt and how you respond to that person is either going to be real good or real bad. Mm -hmm. And so when you're a spouse like that and the two of you love each other, now we're starting to see conflict. And one person is beginning to feel like it's all on them. Yes. And but the person who has dementia is beginning to get defensive Mm -hmm. because you have gotten aggressive with them, for Mm -hmm. instance. Yes. So part of that. So what I just want to tell you is that a lot of that has to do with their level of dementia, what stage they're in, because we go through a long process of how they begin to change depending on the type of dementia. We tapped into a little bit of that earlier on when we were on the radio show initially. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding what kind of dementia you have is critical yeah. because you're going to see different behaviors. So one of the things we would like to talk about later on is all the different dementias and yes. what the behaviors look mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Because part of how you interact with somebody is going to depend on what you're dealing with. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So even if you have good skills, you may not understand that there's a vision problem or perhaps the left part of the brain is affected, which is their vocabulary, their comprehension. So you may be saying things to them, but they're not actually understanding your words. And then you'll get aggravated if you don't understand what's happening to the person. Exactly. You're frustrated, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is why this is so difficult because most of the time it's a husband and wife together alone. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is where the rub comes in. 
So we want to talk about the environment, how the environment is set up for success, Mm -hmm. because you really want to be able to have a successful day with that person. So knowing who that person is, knowing what their career was, what were their likes and dislikes, those play into how you're going to interact with that person Mm -hmm. on every level. So that's an important thing for you to know. And also how you're going to help that person. Yeah. Because that's a skill that we all have to learn. Unfortunately, you remember, we all have been independent. Yes. Now we're not independent anymore. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that person still thinks they are. Oh, they can't handle it. Oh, I can do it. I'm fine. What are you talking about? I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so the idea is that you need to learn how to speak to that person carefully. And there's also a series of saying, I'm sorry. We'll talk about that later too, Mm -hmm. depending on the situation, because we get frustrated when somebody is, you know, kind of behaving badly or not listening to what we say. Mm -hmm. And so there's that interaction again. And that's, that's really kind of a big deal, but I have to tell you that that person is doing the best they can. Yeah. If you saw the brain pictures and understood what was going on behind them, they truly are trying. Yes. And so the other thing is, from my perspective, I know you're doing the best you can. Yeah. So the caregiver works very hard and the person with dementia is struggling with what, you know, Mm -hmm. what their perception of life is. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we want to talk about. But what you do really matters. So you can either make it a good day. Or you can cause a conflict and you have that choice. They don't. So in other words, it's how you respond to that person. It's how you're going to talk to that person and understand that they cannot do anything other than what they're doing. Yes. So learning how to say things and the way you approach them is everything. Yes. And that can make a good day, right? Yes. I think you had said it before once, you know, it's like, it's hard to understand because I think you give the analogy of, you know, when a person has dementia, their brain, unfortunately, is starting to to fail in certain areas. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times we still say, you know, you can remember this. Yes. Well, when did you remember oh. this? But you would never go up to somebody with, let's say, kidney failure and say, well, just try a little harder. Just yeah. make your kidneys work better. We don't do that. But for some reason <laughs> with people with dementia, it's it's hard, I think, to, to wrap our heads around it, the fact that it's they really are trying the best they can with what they have. And it's uh, it's interesting that you would relate that because it's a brain disease. Yeah. You know, it's not any different than a kidney disease mm-hmm. or cancer. It's a disease. And so that person really has no control over what the process is. Yeah. And, you know, so far today, we don't have a cure for this. Uh, we haven't been able to stop it. Uh, There are medications out there that have a tendency to slow it down a little bit. Mm. But the reality is once it starts, you're going to go down that road. And I love one uh, thing that Tipa said that, you know, this is a journey. Yes. Most people didn't pack for this journey. They have no idea what to do Mm -hmm. when they get there. Mm -hmm. And but now you're on that journey. And so now we prepare. But guess who's guess what's important for you, Valerie? I mean, you have to take care of yourself. Yes. 
because if something, what happens to somebody on an airline? When oh you, yeah, when the I think yeah. is it when the pressure drops, and yeah. the masks fall down. They always say put on your own mask first before you help others. Yeah, because you can't help others. No, if, if no, you're well. In that case, I guess you pass out. I don't That's know. right. <laughs> Wouldn't but be good. Care, but for a caregiver, if you're not healthy yourself then you really can't care well to somebody else exactly so it's at least going to be very much of a struggle well and i think that's probably the hardest thing for us to do because if we and and this is my favorite saying is don't be the lone ranger yes uh even the lone ranger has tonto yes which means you got a sidekick right yep and this is what we try to teach uh, everyone is that you need to have a partner, somebody mm-hmm. who you can mm-hmm. count on, mm-hmm. because there are going to be days when you just simply cannot do it all. And that's part of us uh, trying to help you understand that you're going to take good care of yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, you're going to run, you know, just run into all kinds of issues. So what if I said to you, Okay, uh, Valerie, I know you've been doing this now for a while, and I know your husband has, you know, lots of complications. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me, are you feeling any shortness of breath? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think you do. Yes. <laughs> so, so if I were to say to you, I'm going to give you a list of things, and you tell me if you're experiencing these, yeah. because these are warning signs for you that your health is at risk mm-hmm. now. So one thing is shortness of breath, mm-hmm. which you, you know, yeah, okay. a little tightness in the throat. You uh-huh. know, it's almost like you're clenching a little bit. That's not good. Uh, stomach cramps, chest pains, uh, headaches. Oh, yeah. Oh. Here's a big one. Lack of patience. That's kind of a given, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. What about compulsive eating? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you I went right to that. Didn't you? Uh, excessive alcohol consumption can yeah. become oh, a no. very um, sort of like it's one of those things you go to to just cope like, with. Yeah, like a coping yeah, mechanism. Exactly. Mm. Uh, and smoking, excessive smoking. If you're a smoker, first of all, let's say don't do that. <laughs> yes. That's bad for your brain. Um, but those are warning signs. And when we say you have warning signs, we say, hey, you know, let's think about what are we going to do so that we can continue to help the person that we love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, before I talk about that a little bit, I did want to jump back for a minute when we were talking about personality changes. Yes. Um, when somebody, I did have this actually happen to me. It was a very interesting story. I had a, a son come to me and his mother was in my facility And she, when he walked in the door, she ran over and hugged him and he took a step back and he, and he looked terribly perplexed. And I, I talked to him and and he said, who is this woman? This is not my mother. My mother never hugged me. She was never kind and sweet. And I said, well, guess what? She is now. So grab it while you can, because this is your mother. And I know, and people can completely change. It's unbelievable, depending on the brain and how it's moving around. Because remember, it's both structural and chemical. Mm -hmm. So with a chemical, it means it's moving constantly. There's personality changes. uh, There's behavior changes. But you might be perfectly fine in the morning, but by lunchtime, you're going to be a whole different person. Oh, yeah. 
And that's part of understanding this disease. So what you and I want to do is to be able to give people lots of information Mm -hmm. about how to process this and be able to understand how to handle these behaviors. Yes. And also just understand how to expect that coming and what would you do in the moment. Yeah. And that's panicky. It's something you have to learn, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, th- I think one thing, too, that's important to learn, and I think it's going to be hard, is you have to learn to not take things personally. Oh, that's huge. So, yeah. So yes. if you have, let's say, the reverse, where you had a pr- very sweet person all their life, and all of a sudden they started starting to act up and swear or get aggressive, it's like you have to understand it's not the person it's doing it. It's the disease that's causing it. It's a symptom. You know, it's, that's perfect. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the firefighter that came, came to one of our seminars and he was explaining his mother that way and saying she was so difficult. Um, and she was cursing and it was at a point where he just completely got away from, he wouldn't even answer the phone with her anymore because he thought she was being mean to him Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was we actually had a seminar with TIPA and it was about firefighters and uh, EMTs and police. First responders. Yeah. And so he was asked to go and uh, reluctantly he went because he didn't know really anything about dementia. But I got to tell you, about halfway through that seminar, he fell in love with Tipa. <laughs> and he suddenly had that aha moment when he goes, oh, my God, she has dementia. Yeah. She doesn't hate me. It's the disease that's causing these problems. And, you know, that's what we do. What we do mm-hmm. is to get people to see that because it changes their life. Yeah. And now he's very close with his mom. Mm-hmm. Everything is going very well. Um, so this is this is the part we say to you, this matters so much. And in the moments you get so stressed that sometimes you forget mm-hmm. that you're still going to have a wonderful life, but you just it's going to be a little different. Yes. And how you set that up is going to make all the difference in the world. But if you're talking about um, the day, let's say for you, I'm going to tell you an interesting thing. If for a lot of people, we breathe very shallow. You know, we do, we don't see. <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw you take that breath. deep breath. <laughs> it's really important to yeah. take those deep breaths. And I do say at least three in a row, because when you're stressed, you shut down the front of your brain. Your mm-hmm. frontal temporal mm-hmm. is your boss. Mm-hmm. When you shut that down, you're not thinking. No. You're reacting. So when you react, bad things happen. Yeah. So the breathing is going to help that blood flow go back and the oxygen get to the brain and you can make good decisions and not mm-hmm. bad decisions. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of little situations the two of you can do together, but you have to think back, what were the things that they liked? Yes. And try to pull that back into your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a funny little thing that I will tell you is, you know, we live we live in Florida and the weather here is great. It's hot. Yes. Muggy. But yeah, it's mug. <laughs> but there are places that, you know, you can go take a walk on the beach, for instance, mm-hmm. and calm both of you down. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's too warm, you could take a walk in a mall. I mean, it's air yeah. conditioned. It's huge. You yeah. have lots of time to sort of calm somebody down. But also one of the things that people like, and this has been since you were a baby, you know how you loved your mother to rock you? 
Yes. If you have a rocking chair or a glider, oh my gosh, yes. that is the most one. And usually when you sit down and start rocking like that, all of a sudden you find yourself taking a nap. <laughs> and believe me, resting up with both of you is a good idea. But nice. those kind of things are just kind of something you could do on your own. That's so nice. I think that um, you always have to think also, too, if you're an extrovert mm -hmm. and you like to be around people, that's how you're going to rest up. So make sure that you seek other people if yeah. you need that. If you're not, if you're an introvert and you really prefer to be alone, then seek solitude. Because that will be your calming place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's two different ways to look at that. Yeah. So um, just kind of be aware of those issues because there's so many wonderful things that you can do and, and will do. But then I ask you this question mm -hmm. because you and I have learned to work this out. Yes, yes we have. <laughs> the question I have for your partner, are they an introvert or an extrovert? Yeah. And what are you? Because how how do you think that's going to affect your working relationship yeah. or your your day to day relationship if you don't know that about that person? Yeah, yeah, that's huge. So, for example, I'm an introvert. Yeah, Duran is an extrovert. So <laughs> it took a little while, I think, to sort of figure out. I mean, we have a great working relationship now, but you have to sort of find the rhythm. You first, do, you do. I think, yeah, yeah. And then think about that. What happens if that flips? Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, because all of a sudden you're set, like, shall we call it a pattern or your routine? All of yeah. a sudden things shift because then things that were working before probably sudden suddenly wouldn't work anymore. Exactly. If let's say if I was an extrovert before and I liked a lot of engagement and being right. around people, yeah. and all of a sudden I shift into an introvert. Very different. You're, you're, yeah, that just that would be very different. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because when you think about your own relationship, for me, my husband is an artist. We get along very well in that in that world of art. And with your husband, oh, now, yeah. he's a scientist. He's a scientist. So <laughs> yeah. here's here's the issue too. The two of you, you go off to take ballet class. Yes. He goes off and wants projects around the house yes. and things like that. So all of a sudden now, boom, that stops. Oh, and now gosh. he's with you, what we call shadowing, which oh, means boy. he's with you <laughs> every minute <laughs> of the day. <laughs> so what would you do to structure your environment to give him things to do so yeah. that he, he feels uh, like he matters? You know, he's still independent. How can you build around that thought to help yourself be able to do yeah. the other things you have to do during yeah. the day. I think since he loves projects, I would try to, in essence, have projects that he can do. Independently. Yeah, yeah, he can do it independently where yeah. he feels valued. Yes. You know, he feels it's important. And, yeah. I, you know. Uh, and gardening. If, yes. if he yeah. likes to be yep. outside, that's always projects for guys that they yep. can do outside. So what I say to you is it's the way things look and feel is really the easiest way to get started when somebody's beginning to change. Yeah. It's kind of like when you get up in the morning, if that person gets up and looks in the kitchen and there's a cup of coffee and a newspaper, you're immediately drawn to want to sit down there mm -hmm. and, and have a cup of coffee. So if you set up your environment in the way that you want it to go for the day, that's how you're going to survive. 
Otherwise, it's going to be fly by night. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> and that that is never successful. No. So you don't. You definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. So dancing with your partner. Yeah. I don't know if you ever do that, but you know, music. Yeah. <laughs> music is huge for people with yeah. dementia. Um, and they say that ballroom dancing is a great. I'm going to tell all the wives this out yes. there. Yes. Oh, they, the yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ballroom dancing is actually one of the best things you can do to ward off. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that? Well, I think, well, so you have the music that engages part of your brain. And right. then you have physical activity. Yeah. You're moving and you have, you're around other people. It's social. Yeah. You have to think about the steps. So you become focused. And believe it or not, people who have Parkinson's do very well with dance because nice. instead of the tremors, when they focus, they stop the tremors. Wow. It is it is just the most wonderful thing ever. Mm-hmm. So keep that up if you possibly can. Uh, or, you know, play tennis. Do something that's fun. My favorite thing is pets. Oh, oh everybody loves yes. pets. If you have a dog, um, it, it's like a, a lot of the time we spend with our residents, they have pet therapy. Cat Depot comes and brings their kittens. But there's something about telling stories about their childhood with the dog they had um, is very engaging. And by the way, pet therapy, even for you and I, (laughs) becomes very relaxing, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. So think about the things that they've always loved and try to integrate that in your day. Yeah. Because that can be an awful lot of fun just for, and actually for both of you Mm -hmm. to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I think for today, we're just, you know, this was the the kind of thing that we wanted to tell you. And if you really wanted to have fun, really, truly go on YouTube, look up cats and dogs. Yes. yes. And they are, they're enough to make you laugh for an hour. I mean, it's a wonderful moment for the two of you together. Yes. Um, But be thinking what you can do to make your day really happy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Val and I will get a little more in depth about yes. different subjects. So this is an exciting announcement. We are planning uh, actually a course, uh, an online course that's going to be uh, much more in depth yes. on this topic. Yep. And here's our question for you. We would love to hear from you about what type of things you'd like us to address in regards to relationships and yeah. dementia care. Yeah. Maybe what's, what's your struggle or what's something you're you're wondering about um, because if you send us your questions, then we can really design the course right perfectly to address your needs. And, and, and exactly, love to hear from you. The email address is info at pineseducation.org. That's info at pineseducation.org. And I'm also going to put that in the show notes so you can Wonderful. send us an email. Yes. Because, you know, a part of what we are doing is to get feedback. Yes. Because we don't want to just talk to you. We want you to know that we're trying to respond to issues that you're having. Yes. And if we don't have the answer, we certainly have enough sources and resources Mm -hmm. that we will find a way Mm -hmm. for you. So that's the kind of commitment that we have made. Yes. And uh, look forward to that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ren. That was wonderful. I think there was a lot of really good information. It's it's you know it's such a tough oh it is tough subject. Yeah. But I if yeah 
you know, the more the more you know, the better it will be right for you and and your loved one or the person you care. And and, and thank you so much, Ryan, for you're sharing your knowledge. And, and remember to take care of yourselves. Yes, yes, yes. you are important. <laughs> yes, you are really important. Always right. remember that. Yes. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. We hope to welcome you back at our next episode, and we'll hear you soon. Thank you. Bye.